Hey, what's up, you guys? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius, your host, and I am proud to present to you episode 98 of the Shoot That Shit. All right, shit the shit. You get the shit. Hey, what's up, you guys? We're back here. This is episode 98. My name is Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. I am your host, as always, of the STS Podcast. Man, it's been a while. It's been about two weeks since we dropped, y'all. I know it's. I know you missed me. I missed you guys, too. Been a ridiculous amount of two weeks, man. And uh, um, welcome back, man. I think uh, I can't really say why I've been gone. Just been on, on, This grind is crazy. It's a crazy thing. I hope you guys are all grinding for everything you guys want in this life everything you deserve in this life every goal every dream hope you guys are tuning in and if you guys need to tune into some more sts podcast news make sure you follow us on the sts podcast 661 that's on instagram and twitter and of course if you subscribe to us on anchor apple podcast google podcast uh spotify we are more than grateful we need those subscribers up always a good time episode 97 man we had Pablo the Shark Rubio from Mettler, California, professional, undefeated boxer. Always a good time. One of the original guests here, man, on the way to the 100th episode. That's what's going on, man. We're on the road to 100, and we had a little scheduling conflict. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I did not want to drop a podcast without a guest. So today, I have one of my longest, lifelong, I don't even know if I call him a friend. He's um He's my guy. He's... um family my guy gill we call this episode 98 call it gilly and uh it's gonna be a real fun conversation it's gonna be at the end of this podcast hope you guys are still here when we're doing that we have a lot of things going on in the world today a lot of things going on in life and um man i'm really excited to be back it, it's a uh, man i'm just really nervous for episode 100 to be honest with you guys the grind is going well uh we got you know, banners around the town. If you see some stickers, some banners with DJ EC3, make sure you guys take a flick of that and tag me. That's going to enter you to the monthly raffle we're having. Every month we're having a raffle. Last month we gave away $50. This month we might give away some shirts, some DJ services. Just make sure you always look out for that. Um, You know, people have been asking me why we're doing this. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of having a big billboard to market our uh our businesses our messages we don't we don't don't have that unfortunately and i think we need to make way for that we're gonna make our own way this is what we do as a small business it's gonna be something that people are gonna see and they're gonna recognize that logo when they see they'll be like oh fuck that's the dj guy oh man he got some cool podcasts hey i know he got some shirts let's go purchase some shirts and you guys should definitely go do that too at book ec3.com it's um well nothing without you guys man these businesses do not do not reach their their potential without you guys there's no way we could do it and uh returning listeners without you where is the how is this podcast going that's why we always give you guys exclusive audio if you listen to this right now it's exclusive you can't get this on instagram you can't get this on twitter facebook none of that shit this is going to be for the returning and new listeners welcome to the show y'all again this is the shooting the shit podcast we're here always sts we're trying to drop every friday it's saturday morning 705 a.m in the morning i am dead tired i had a great gig happy birthday to miss kaya ravita honored to do it shout out to rob and jack jack love them they're my people always um 
thinking about your boy when they, you know, they need some music. They know who to come to. I'm honored to do it. Love the families. Always, always showing me a good time and showing me love and i try to show them as much love as i can back and uh speaking of love y'all let's show some love to our sponsors man our sponsors are keeping us going our sponsors are going to make sure we're right and we are sponsored Shout out to our longtime sponsor, Monkey Smog Check and Repair. Monkey Smog Check and Repair is located at 1331 East Truxton Avenue in Bakersfield, California. They specialize in oil changes, brakes, smog checks, AC services. In the field, it's still fucking hot, y'all. So make sure you go visit Monkey Smog Check and Repair to get that AC serviced. And if you mention the STS podcast, Monkey Smog Check and Repair is going to give you $10 off your services. That's right, y'all. $10 off your services. Just try to say that five more times. And also, man, this is one of my favorite sponsors, Cordova Collection. This locally owned business specializes in homemade soy candles, and they smell beautiful, y'all. Big shout out to the creators of this Edgar and Letty, man. They make them all at home, 100% toxic-free, which means they're safe around your kids. You know, I know if your girlfriend or your wife is pregnant, 100% toxic free 100% safe check out their the variety of candles now i just picked up lavender tea and tonic white sage and lavender and those are just a few of the many choices you have make sure you visit the cordova collection at instagram.com cordova.collection and ladies 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 i know that some of y'all listen i see the i see the genre i'm sorry i'm seeing the the genders i've been listening i think anchor gives me anchor gives me a breakdown of if it's a male female and the ladies are coming back to the podcast so i want to give you guys some love with our sponsor luscious looks by marissa she's bringing something for y'all ladies specializing in eyelash extensions brow lamination brow and lash tinting always aiming to provide a reasonable price and scheduling is based around you and to show some love to our listeners if you mention the sts podcast when you get your luscious looks by marissa she's gonna take ten dollars off your services just for listening to us that's the sts podcast that's how we show love back to you and shout out to our sponsors we're nothing without the sponsors y'all i want to tell you guys right now it's it's a beautiful thing to be sponsored with these local companies. We have more local companies hopping on. It's the momentum that we're carrying. You know, I know we haven't dropped in two weeks, but sometimes you know we gotta let that shit dwell. You know, sit down a little bit. Just um, how do I say? How do I say this? You gotta let it just marinate a little bit for they could catch up on the previous episodes. Cause we be coming out every fucking Friday with some hits, with some great podcasts, and you know. I'm always thinking, why do we do the podcast? Why do we, you know, put the effort into it? Why do we invest in our time and our money, essentially? And it's um, it's therapy, but, man, it's so much fun to do. Uh, I'm no one special, man. We're here at the STS Podcast, especially for your new listeners. I'm not here to change your opinion on anything. I'm not trying to here to change the way you think. I'm not here to change the way you believe. I'm just spitting my truth. I'm just I'm here solo dolo. This is the exclusive podcast. I'm just really shooting my shit. And... You know, I wanted to talk about the Donda and the new Drake album. I forgot what the hell it's called. That's how I haven't even listened to it yet. I'm still on the King's Paradise Part 2. Or King's Disease 2. Sorry, King's Paradise. Good God, think about fucking Coolio. King's Disease 2. And marketing. That's what's been crazy with the marketing game, right? You know, we're talking about marketing with the signs and the banners. And we're doing this, the cool little Instagram stories and shit like that. Donda, Drake album, they've been based off of marketing. The marketing has been a, uh, superior. It's been on a next level shit. 
Donda was released late, delays on purpose. People were talking about what Kanye was doing, what Ye's been going on. He has the people talking. I think if anybody's talking about you in a good or bad way, take it, take it, take it, take it. You can't, be, you can't buy that. When they're not talking about it, that's when you have a problem. It doesn't matter if they fucking love it, hate it, they, they, they think it's shitty, they think it's great. As long as they're talking about your product, yo, I want you guys to know that. If you guys remember, remember that, yo, good or bad, just take the publicity, y'all. You know, we have Lil Nas X on the cover of this magazine, Pregnant. And I think back in the day, I would go on a big old fucking rant about how this is wrong, how this is not hip-hop. But you know what? I get it now as a businessman. Who needs the promo? I see what he's doing because we're talking about it. He just needs to be people to talk about it. It's called publicity to keep his name, to keep his material in, you know, circulating in the in the mouths of people like us on this podcast. It's it's a genius. It's a genius marketing scheme. It's a genius of what Ye does. It's a genius of what Drake does and what Lil Nas X does. And it doesn't matter if you like it or not. We're not here to debate if it's right or wrong. We're not the moral police. We don't do that shit. But it's supreme marketing. And I think that's what everybody needs to see as a local business. You guys gotta do things like that. We gotta do giveaways. We gotta take the L. We gotta eat the money sometimes. And I ain't rich, but I'm willing to eat the money sometimes. I'm willing to give out money to the people because you guys have to remember at the end of the day, we're not coming from, you know, how do I say, luxury. We're not coming from a, a passed down, uh, um, how do I say this? We don't come from money. We don't got a silver spoon in our mouth. We're not, you know, we don't have these family trusts funding us. We don't have an established business being handed down to us. We're starting from the scratch. We're starting from our own. Everything's a grind. We grinded for everything we fucking ever wanted. So when we had to promote, when we got to get the word out, we got to think outside the box. We got to be willing to give because without the people, we're nothing. This doesn't happen without the people. We never would have made the studios if it wasn't for the people listening to the STS podcast. For the sponsors who are willing to put their business on this podcast to get more people to see their business, it's about how to. It's about getting the eyes on it. No matter how we do it, it doesn't matter if we got to put a banner in fucking the east side, on the north side, the south side, stickers in every fucking gas station on the east side. It doesn't matter how we do it, as long as people see it. People got to remember that everybody who's starting to make that business work, do it, y'all. Do it, do it, do it. Don't be scared, man. It's fucking scary to be to have the unknown, but what's scarier? The unknown and you're still you look you're searching for it or the of the regret of never trying and always saying, "Damn, I wish I would have done that." That's what's fucking more scary than all this is the regret of not trying something. You guys got to try this shit, dude. There's no there's no excuses there's no fucking what if what doesn't work you guys cannot think like that because once we start thinking what if it doesn't work we're already putting putting ourselves up to fucking lose we're already positioning ourselves behind the eight ball we don't need to do that y'all especially like with me and i haven't booked my fucking website yet but if you go to book ec3.com you can find all your merchandise sts podcast episodes and dj bookings you can book me there and again y'all the mailing list. If you guys are going to the mailing list, go go to bookec3.com and make sure you just put your email address there in the in the in the homepage. You're gonna be entered to a fucking hundred. It's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollar raffle. We're gonna be doing this every month, every month. Why? Because if we didn't have the people, this wouldn't be possible. Show some love to the people. 
incentives. Give them a reason to come see you. Give them a reason to go to your website. Merchandise is great, but they if they don't see the merch, how the fuck we ever gonna get that shit sold, y'all? It's um, it it's man. And let me tell you something about having your own businesses. This is what people don't understand. It's always on your mind. It's 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 the first thing you think about when you wake up. Uh, I guess I can't say it. My girlfriend's gonna hate me for that. My girl's probably the first thing I think about when I wake up. But it's up. It's top three, you know. And it's a it's a grind. And keep grinding isn't just a statement. It's just not just a saying. We threw on some fucking shirts that hey, he pressed this motherfucker. It's a way of living, and we all do it. We just didn't know it was called grinding. It's called working hard, dedication, putting your putting your best foot forward every day, treating every day it's like your first day. And we gotta maintain that, y'all. We gotta keep doing that. Keep striving. Keep grinding. We ain't never gonna stop. We can't stop because we got so many. We got so far to go. But we're getting there every day. Like this today, I woke up at six thirty. I didn't fucking want to do a podcast, to be honest with you guys. But I knew if I needed to get it done, because this is what I love to do. I'm grateful. I'm blessed to do this. I think if we turn that mentality of I have to do this to I'm blessed to do this, we're gonna accomplish so much more, you guys. Um, being grateful is a is a beautiful thing. I think we need that. I think we need to keep ourselves as humble as we can. And uh, we see the news that's going on in the world right now. It's crazy. You know, um, it's amazing how, you know, I'm vaccinated. I'm not I'm not here to debate on the vaccination. I don't do the whole war on the unvaccinated, the whole war on the vaccinated. But, you know, we always said if I want to wear a mask, it's my choice because I choose what I want to do. It's a free country. It's my body. Right. No one can tell me what to do with my body. And. You see Texas passing this law regarding um, abortion, right? And uh, let me see here. Let me just uh, let me just look at this here. Let me just give you guys a quick breakdown on what's going down real fast here. Let's see here. I look. It looks like Texas has become the most restrictive uh, most restrictive state regarding abortion. Um, let's see here. It looks like the Texas law was first being implemented, the Supreme Court. And you guys, this is why people were so scared of Donald Trump appointing Supreme Court, uh, Supreme Justices. These people are in for life, y'all. And, man, uh, it's showing, man, it's showing what's going on when you do that, the the dangers of it. And it's uh, it's crazy. It looks like they're banning... Um, Let's see. The law bars abortions once cardiac activity can be detected in an embryo. This typically occurs around the sixth week of pregnancy. Um, a woman has up to two weeks to recognize the condition, confirm the pregnancy with a test, and make a decision on how to manage the pregnancy and obtain an abortion. Um, so I guess you guys have up to two weeks against Texas law. Anything after that, anything after the fifth week, uh, they ban abortions. Um, let's see here. Let me just look at this real fast. I want to know the specific name of this law. I want to know exactly what it's called. I don't know if it could be SB something. Um, I don't want to. I hate who talks about it. I hate. I, I hate to talk about it and not know the particular name. Um, let's see here. Let's see. I don't know. Does it say? It has to have an. It has to have a law, right? Um, let's see. Mm, 
The Texas law, the restrictive law. Let's see here. Okay, so it doesn't really say exactly. Well, anyway, it doesn't say the exact name, but it's stating here it's going to ban abortion as soon as cardiac activity is detectable. That's around six weeks, right? And um, let's see here. It looks like anyone who sues an abortion provider under this law can be awarded at least $10,000. And to prepare for that, Texas Right to Life has set up a, what they call a whistleblower website where people can submit anonymous tips about anyone who's believed to violate the law. So I'm guessing whoever has an abortion after six weeks. And um, let's see here. So Supreme Court refused to you know give the uh, to put a roadblock on this law so they said you know this law is this is within the the rights of the state to do that and it's it's let me tell you guys something right now if people are going to talk about how you know masks are my choice my body my choice men especially men who the fuck are we to tell women what to do with their bodies what do you guys think I don't know. I think everybody should have the right to do what they want with their bodies. Um, am I for abortion? Of course not. Have I seen situations, been in situations? Of course I have. We all have. As much as we don't like to admit that shit, um, we always had. We we've all been in. We all been in positions like that, and we all know people who've been in positions like that. It's a. It, that's a. That's a whole different topic for another day, but. People suing people. It's a whistleblower. Like, hey, let me, I know they did that, so let me go get this money. Now you put a price on people, man, who are going through shit. What if they are raped? What if they do or you know, they are um not financially stable to do this? And I get though, yeah, wear a condom. Hey, she should have thought about that before she had sex. I get what people are gonna say, but I think it's their choice. I know it's their choice. It's a wrong a hundred percent, especially when this this law is coming from majority men, male figures, right? Who are we to tell a woman what to do with her body? I just like the consistent energy, but just like they said, who's the government to tell us we have to wear a mask? Right? These masks don't even prevent the prevent covid they have they're, they're, you know they're scientifically proven not to prevent covid right who are we to tell a woman what she could do with her body i think it's 100 percent up to these women if they can live with themselves then let them do it i'm not saying it's okay not saying it's wrong i'm not here for that and um it's just an interesting time and you see What's going on in the world, and it's it's control again. The government's controlling what we do. I'm a, I'm a for limited government. I don't want the government to tell me who I need to see as a doctor. I don't want the government to tell my sister who if she could have an abortion or not have an abortion. I don't want my the government to tell my grandparents, hey, you need to get this insurance or you gotta pay seven hundred dollars in your taxes. I don't want the government. I want the government to take care of my roads. I want the government to make sure that we have adequate adequate um law enforcement around take care of the real serious crimes when there's child molesters in a neighborhood preying on these young kids that's what i want my government for i want my government to be for the people i don't need the people i don't need them to interfere tell the people how to live i don't want to depend on the government the government is supposed to protect us but at the end because at the end of the day they work for us and you know that's just one of the controversies right now in america of course it's a 
endless amount of controversies, right? You know, we just got out of Afghanistan where the Taliban dictated when we leave. The Taliban stated, yo, this is who's going to get out of this airport. This is who's going to stay in this airport. And you see yesterday, I read a report on how there was a hundred, I think a couple hundred women, a couple hundred people, majority women protesting against them. And man, you know, CNN's like, oh, they hit them with, you know, tear gas, the butts of their guns. They use violence against these protesters. And I'm like, damn, that sounds like America. Isn't that what they were doing with the George Floyd uh, protest? Hitting motherfuckers with guns, throwing tear gas at them, you know, how do I say this? Using, you know, reckless, unwarranted force, right? It's 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 crazy. We're so quick to call other countries, but look at the, what the fuck we do to our people, regardless if they deserve it or not. We're doing the same thing they're doing. What makes us any better than what the fuck they got going on in Iraq? And God bless the 13 um, military men and women who gave their lives for our country on this exit of Kabul. It's hor- it's horrific to think that, man. Um it's 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 so sad to see people die defending our country. And I know it's something that's been happening since the revolution, but is it worth the price sometimes, man? You know, it's I know they sign up for, you know, it's I know they sign up, you know, to give their ultimate the ultimate sacrifice is to give your life for your country. That's the ultimate sacrifice. Um and you know and it sucks dude i didn't know this this is horrible did you know when people have a, D, a, a, a doa or a kia killed in action right you know they receive a payment for that and someone was saying i swear to god i heard this shit well at least their their families are getting a hundred thousand dollars that's that that's the that's the price they they uh they get paid for their death you're telling me that it's these sick people, dude. It's fucking crazy. $100,000 is worth the life of your child, your son, your brother, your husband, your wife. What in the living fuck is that going to do? That's gonna make, is that supposed to make us feel better? Oh, yeah, and it's tax-free. What in the fuck is going on in the world, dude? I can. Money is an evil thing, man. I, and, and Oh, God. I read this the other day, and I was like, don't found it. Like, what the fuck is going on with this? How in the hell can we justify that? <laughs> and it's 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 not funny, but it's just funny to hear people try to fucking rationalize this. Like, oh, but their, their families don't feel so bad for them. They knew what they were getting into, but they get compensated too at the end of the day. Like, get the fuck out of here, yo! And it was it was eerie to see that that um I know you guys seen that picture of the last marine or the last serviceman to to leave Afghanistan, and damn, it feels like a fucking defeat, y'all. And I love our military. I love this country 100%. I have numerous, numerous cousins in the military right now willing to sacrifice their life just like those 13 U.S. service members. And I hope they are, hope they never do, man. I hope they come home safe. I hope they, when they return, they live a life of, man, a fruitful life, you know. And let me take a swig of this monster fast. I'm getting worked up. It's just crazy how people justify shit, man. People say shit like that. and Man, and you got to think these kids, too, who died, yo, 20 years old. Five of these people are 20 years old. Three of them are 22 years old. Three of them are 23 years old. And one of them was 31 years old. And, man, you know, um... 
so young, you know. 20 years old, they died. 22 years old, they died. I'm 30, and I'm still, like, fuck, I'm young still. I still have a lot to do. It's so sad, man. It's it's heartbreaking. They're never going to see the sun rise again, you know. Their families are never going to be able to have a conversation with them. They're never going to be able to wake up to make up their bed. And, um, so sad, yo. So sad. And, uh, you know, people say, and I do agree with this part. We have, we had to leave that place. How long is too long? Um, I'm not going to put here saying, oh, you know, blood's on this person's hands, blood's on this person's hands. I'm not here for that. It's just, man, we got to remember what lives are at stake here, at stake. Lives are here being sacrificed. These kids are not, you know, mature, seasoned vets. They're just kids. They're they're young kids looking for guidance. They said, fuck it, let me go join the military. At least I can go commit myself to my country. And then, you know, let me see what, you know, what God blesses me with. It's scary, yo. So fucked up, man. At that, you know. And this is something that's been in America forever. This ain't the first 20-year-old kid who's been killed in battle. And it won't be the last. That's what's so crazy about it. And we accept that shit. What the fuck did those people in Afghanistan have to do with our freedoms here? What the fuck those people in Afghanistan got to do with the police beating us down? What the pol- what what are these people in Afghanistan got to do with the injustices that are always around us about how these corporate companies are taking over our Congress, how our president elections are being, you know, maybe not truthful to either side? What is that, what's Afghanistan going to do with our roads and our infrastructure and the education of our kids and all the poison and toxins that we let in our body, too? It doesn't matter if it's food, if it's the politics, it's the TV, it's the programming. It's all this shit, yo. Like, what in the hell does Afghanistan got to do with our freedom here? We have people in fucking Texas trying to tell people you can't have an abortion. They have people here saying you can't come in without a mask on. You got people saying you got to get vaccinated, or if you are vaccinated, you're fucking stupid. If you're not vaccinated, you're part of, you're part of the problem. Like I'm a, it's crazy, man. It's it's sad that we're willing to sacrifice lives for that shit. And you know, and what I wasn't a big fan of too. You see Joe Biden here looking at his watch every time these fucking caskets pass by. How dare you, bro? How dare you? Come on, man. And I don't give a fuck about none of these fucking old white guys, yo. Keep it 1,000. I want to be honest with you. I'm just, it's early morning. I'm grumpy. I don't give a fuck about none of these old white guys. They don't care about us. They ain't about us. They ain't, when was the last time you seen one of these guys come to a city hall meeting on the east side? Shit, even within our within our area code. Meet me in the middle downtown. When has Biden ever came down here? When has Trump ever came down here? Obama ain't come down here. Bush ain't come down here. How do they know? How do they know what we need? They just look at some numbers and shit. They, they're not in these classes every day. They're not in these schools every day. They're not in these streets every day seeing the homeless rise, seeing grown-ass men beg people for change. That's all. It's all shitty, dude. It's shitty. I love America. I love the country. And that's why I think we need to, we, we, we have the choice, too. And that's our fault, too. We let them get away with this shit. 1,000%. 1,000%. I want to, you know, live and die by that. 
Um, man, I'm getting worked up this morning. Um, you know, family, my family too has been going through a lot. I want to give a big, 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 you know, I want to acknowledge my Theo Louis. Rest in peace. Sissy Alex, saw you guys. My condolences. Um, and right now my Theo Stanley is, is, is ill. He's not doing well either. And, uh, I think when my family really, we really, uh, um, we really appreciate the the generation before us, the generation before my parents. Um, you know, it's my grandpa's, bro- my grandpa's brother, his little brother, and my cousins. I love my cousins. I've seen, I've seen them go through this right now, and I'm praying that he, he, you know, everything goes okay. And it's a, it's a shock, man. It's it sucks when this is your family and. You know, we always say Puro Perez. And to see um, one of the Perez's down right now, and hopefully everything works out. Theo's had a long life, and, um, you know, he's been through a lot the last couple of years. We've all been through a lot the last couple of years, you know. And um, take care of your family, y'all. That's all I really got to say. You know, I know as our grandparents get older, we always say, uh, I wish they were here forever. And we know that's not going to ever happen. It's, you know, death is inevitable. Um, there's always an ending to something. Everything has to come to an end, right? And it's, um, just sucks, man. Just sucks seeing your cousins are, you know, my cousin Ray was, I seen my cousin Ray on her Facebook sharing her story about my cousin. And just to hear that story, I tuned in, you know, I just, I, I don't, I, I subscribe to her Facebook group, and I, I see it, and just to hear her pain, you know, it sucks, man, you're losing a daughter, losing a father, losing anybody is, is gut-wrenching, and I wish it didn't have to happen, but, you know, that's, that's something we can't prevent in life, it's inevitable, so, just remember, show love, y'all, keep grinding, uh, be grateful for everything we got. Everything can be taken away in a snap of a finger. One heartbeat away, like they say with the presidency. Fucking Lyndon Johnson was only a heartbeat away from being the president, right? Um, it's just a, it's a crazy world out there, man. And um, we have so much going on. It's so hard to keep up with, you know. And I just hope everybody is okay. You know what i seen with movie I seen this week? Candyman. You guys should go check that out. I've never seen the original Candyman, to be honest with you guys. Uh, it was a good little flick. It's more of a thriller than a horror movie. Uh, me and my girlfriend went to go see it. It was good. It, we didn't fall asleep. So any movie at this age I don't fall asleep in, good God, it must be good, right? Um, I don't know how many. I think they were showing a lot of paying homage to a lot of things in the first one. Again, I didn't watch the first one. I just remember, man, I remember Tupac saying, say my name three times like Candyman, better ride on your ass like an avalanche, soul survivor, known to get high and do drive-bys. More than my foes can't protect my nine. Like, I remember that Candyman line from Tupac, but I don't remember the movie, to be honest with you. But good movie, man. Uh, This Rick James documentary, which I think I want to talk about on the next podcast. Check that out, man. Bitchin'. I think it's called uh, Bitching. I don't know. Let me see. Bitching. It's on the Showtime app. You guys definitely got to check that out. And let me tell you guys something. This is what Rick James fan. If you're a fan of Rick James, you have to watch this documentary. It's called. Let me just confirm here. It's called. Let me see. Where is it at? 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 
bitching. The Sound and Fury of Rick James. Bitching. Check it out, man. Such a great story on Rick James. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in the next podcast. Um, you know what? We're going to get out of here, though. This is episode 98 of the STS Podcast. My name is Ernie C., the Gap Tooth Genius, and I got a wonderful guest for us today. It's my guy, my brother's Nino, my dad's boy. Um from back in the day and we know we kept that shit going he's my boy now and his name is gilbert uh i don't know if he wants to put his last name on here but let's go with gilly hope you guys enjoy this shit check it out episode 98 sts podcast we out hey what's up y'all it's ernie c the gap tooth genius and we are back in pain for episode 98 got my guy gil here what's up what's up how you doing sir? i'm doing good how you doing man i'm glad you're on the pod man we could just be honest with the people. I kept you waiting a few days. It was um, scheduling conf- conflicts here. Yeah, shit happens. Dude, we've been waiting for like the last two weeks, man. But I think we needed to take a break to see what we're going to do the next, for me at least, what's going to happen after 100. Because this is the road to 100. So I needed to kind of put my ducks in the line too. Because I think after 100, people are going to start coming in the droves a little bit more. I got some surprises coming, so let's we'll see what happens, man. I leave that suspense. I think you have to come a little bit closer with the mic, though, because uh, it's a little bit closer. Don't kiss it. No. It's not my dear. Right there. That's perfect. Right. Perfect. Perfect. Um, usually, we have people here who are like, you know, I guess rappers and boxers, people known. And yeah. people known. Yeah. But I think this is my podcast, and I think it's really important to show who helps me get to where we're supposed to be at and guides me. And how long have I known you, Gil? How old are you? 30, dude. There you go. And I think um, off the rip, you've been in my life since before I was born, bro. We have pictures. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even know how to say. What, 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 like, I, I always say you're my uncle, my brother's Nino, like you're my, my big homie, you're my, my big brother. But what would you say? Like, how do we say that? It's so weird, dude. I think. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, just because me and your mom and pops, but, you know, Becky and I, and then. Mm-hmm. Them two used to hang out. Well, it was really me, your pops, and Rich. Mm-hmm. You know, in high school, we went everywhere together, partied, hung out, did whatever. And then as we grew, uh, still stood the same mm-hmm. until we all started getting our jobs, school. And, mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets busy. Definitely. You know, but yeah. That core of friends, and then this is like the next, I guess, that, branch that, of it. That was yeah. That was a start off actually for me. You know, those two. Those two were the start for me because mm-hmm. those were the two I trusted the most mm-hmm. in high school and out of high school. Mm-hmm. And after that, kind of everybody, I don't want to say we went our separate ways because we didn't. We still keep in touch. But it's, uh, you know, I added, I guess, or, you know, I had other friends. And it's it's weird. It's not weird, I guess, to me. It's it's unique to see the the bond we still have after all these years. Like I know you have God kids, you have virus, but I've always felt like we have we still have that connection. We talk shit almost all the time, dude. You've always been there for me. You always help with big decisions in my life. I think you've always been there to um, guide me and tell me the. I think the things I needed here too. You don't really. You're not a yes man by any means. No, I try. I, I try not to be. I mean. It's kind of like what I, the way I brought up my son is, I told him I'm gonna be your your biggest fan, but your harshest critic. Mm-hmm. You know, and it all comes from love. It doesn't come from anything else. It's not, you know, I want you guys to be successful. You know, I mean, you think of the kids that grew up that I was there since they were born. You know, yourself. You know, Clarissa, 
Nick. Vince, Mike. Vince, Mike. Mm-hmm. Elica. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cassandra, Larissa, JJ. You mm-hmm. know, it's like those were the core kids, besides my nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. that I was always around. So even though you weren't my godson, you know, Nick was, and mm-hmm. Chris, my goddaughter, it was still. It's not like I look at you. Eh. No, you no, know, it, it, you know, it, it's not a favorite thing no, at all. No, it was it was love for all of them, for everybody. I mean, all the kids. If anybody need them today, they could call me. Go, hey, you know, you got a minute? Yeah, what do you need? You mm-hmm. know, to me, it's no big thing because I know, I know in my heart of hearts. I know if my boy called your dad or even called Rich, mm-hmm. they're gonna do the same thing for him. Mm-hmm. You know, or Jay. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's one of those things that it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I and I think we still, and I think as it's crazy now that we're adults, right? I had Mike on here. You know, we, yeah. me and Vince talk all the time. Me, Cassandra, Larissa, with their, you know, their tragedy recently. I talked to them a few times. Like, we're close too, just like you guys were close. And it's like, we still have that core. And people don't really understand, like, we're, we're family. We consider each other yeah. family. It's family, essentially. Like, it's a different bond. I yeah. Mean, just because you, when you guys were small, everybody was at everybody's party. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, didn't matter. It was, we all showed up to everything and supported one another. Mm-hmm. So you guys played together all the time. Mm-hmm. And it didn't matter. I don't know. For for me, the way I seen it is we just went. We did what we had to do as far as to get the event together. And everybody had a great time. And that's mm-hmm. what it was about. It was mm-hmm. about creating a, a family, you know, a family environment. Mm-hmm. And it's still true to this day, like you said. You know, you guys see each other. It's it's uh, You just pick up where you left off. Easy call. Yeah. Text, tech. We still we don't see each other every day, but it's always love when we see each oh, other. Yeah. It's like there's, it, I don't think that will never break, mm-hmm. and I think you guys planted the seeds for that a hundred percent. I'm grateful for you and everybody else. Like, you know, all all the guys we hang out with. Like, we don't really post everything on social media. That's not our thing, yeah. but we really have a bond. That's you know, Jesse talked about it too. Yeah. The bond we all we all do shit for each other. It's, it's, it's well, love. But it's it's one of those things that nobody has to say what they do. They don't mm-hmm. have to say, hey, look what I did for him. Mm-hmm. Look what he did for me. Everybody knows it's, it's uh, we do things for each other with no expectations. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we know if we need something, they're there. 100%. You know? and it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I guess it's uh, the way our parents brought us up, though, too. I was going to ask, is that something that's kind of, it's not a, forget, a forgotten art, but is that something that was kind of, old school I guess you could say the way that we look out for each other and the way we kind of keep it it's a generational thing we're all trying to just stay together you know what I mean not forget who um, how do I say this forget where you come from not forget where we came from right yeah because it doesn't matter how much money anybody has or their status because we don't look at that and the way the way I was brought up I think the way even like I said I get back to the core even Jay was kind of in there about the core too with, with Rich your pops Jay all of us are brought up the same. You know, you could act like you're bad, but your parents will check you. Mm-hmm. And then when you get somewhere, you, you greet everybody with respect. Mm-hmm. You greet everybody right, you know. And when you leave, you tell everybody bye. Mm-hmm. You know, a handshake hug. For the Thiaz, it was a kiss on the cheek, you know. Mm-hmm. It was all that. And that's how we, we taught our kids. You know, be respectful. Look a man in the eye. Shake his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, shake his hand. Don't do... No, do that, that shit firm. Shit, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think another thing I remember you telling me when I was a kid was like how you treated your grandma. You took care of her, whatever you, yeah. whatever she needed. What do you need? And I always think about that too. My grandma's like, she don't got now. I don't got to worry about nothing. What do you need, Nana? What could I help you with? And that's something I really did learn from. You. I remember you telling me a story one time, just when you're back in the day when you take your grandma to the hospital, to the doctor appointments and all that stuff. You would help her out, and that was. 
So like also a lot of things I got from you. I want you to know that. It's the first time we talked on the podcast. Oh, it's, yeah. it's weird, huh? Like, we don't in the world know what's going on between us. It's weird, dude. No, it's, it's, again, it's one of those things growing up, you know, my grandma was a part of my, was a big part of our life, me and my brothers. And, uh, I mean, it was, we lived in the Oki right there in Feely's next door was my great-grandma and grandpa. And then behind them was my grandma and grandpa. And a couple of aunts were scattered around. But every morning, it's like you go tell them hi. And when you're small, it's like, they feed you what do you need you need something you know back then you know if they had a dollar and they gave us a dollar that was a lot of money you mm-hmm. know I'm kind of putting my age out there mm-hmm. but you know it was one of those things where they didn't think twice and my grandma and grandpa were rich mm-hmm. you know but whatever they had whatever anybody needed they got mm-hmm. and then you know the thing they the thing they always preached was just family mm-hmm. taking care of one another so as me and my brothers got older and my cousins got older it's like, okay, Grandma, now it's our turn. You know, it's like, uh, she used to love to play bingo. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you doing? Um, we knew she was short ends. And it's like, well, here's a couple of dollars. And, you know, no, you can't give me that. Yeah, you can. Go play. Go have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, she just looks like, hey, you gave us plenty. We, mm-hmm. we, we never got close to repaying her. Mm-hmm. You know, everything we did for her. I don't think we ever could, huh? No, no, I can't. think that to this day, too. I'm like, there's no way I ever could. No, at least for that, financially, I wouldn't be able to. I could give them... They want it, I want it from here. Like nothing I could ever do. I want to try my best to try to pay them, but no. it's impossible. It's an impossible task. Well, you can't you can't put a price on what they do. Folks. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, because it's it's uh you know until, and I don't got any grandkids yet, but you know I hear it's great and it looks great, and that's the thing. You know, grandparents' love is different than their parents' love. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it just is. Mm-hmm. And I see it. I see it a lot. And even you know the, my friends that are grandkids, that have grandkids, are like, yeah. Oh yeah, they can do whatever. And I remember with their kids, it's like, oh, damn, <laughs> they couldn't give up that shit for yeah. long. Yeah, I know it's a trip, and I didn't think about it, like, I never really put myself in our elder shoes, right? Like when I hear my mm-hmm. nana saying, "Well, you made me a grandma for the first time." Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, you weren't always good at this, you know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Like, she's great, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, nana, you did, you were new at this. Like, yeah. like, it's so weird, dude. Because damn, it, especially my grandpa, like. To see what they did for us, like now that was, as adults, what they did for us, like they kind of had it planned out. Like we're gonna leave something for the kids, for the kids could always be, um, how do I say it, kind of ahead of the ahead in their finances because we they have this house now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that with the struggle. I mean, you got to think when your grandparents the struggle they went through. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it was to own a home or to work, mm-hmm. you know, back then it was it was tough. I mean, mm-hmm. Especially in the industry thought that was in, there wasn't a lot of Mexican guys running yeah. the ship there. Well, it wasn't just that. It was, you know, Mexican women, you know, they were looked down upon, not just, you know, women in general, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they, it was rough. I mean, we're only a couple generations from all the full-blown-out racism. Isn't that crazy? We're talking about, you know, the 60s was really rough yeah. for minorities. Yeah. That wasn't too long ago, dude. No, I'm, I mean, I'm born in the 70s, so mm-hmm. my mom went through that, but I couldn't imagine what my grandma and grandpa went through or my great-grandma and grandpa went through. It was like, From the ni- 1900s to the 1960s, yeah. imagine that period. It wasn't too far ago in American history. Not a politic podcast, but yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. talk, we dive on it. Like That wasn't too long ago. And it's great, the pro- the progress that we made from 60, what, 63 yeah. when they signed the Civil Rights Act to now, yeah. but there's still, you, we see it every day, there's still so much more... Well, to build on it's just it's like everything else just because there's there's something written down on paper doesn't mean that people are following it mm-hmm. you know there's still ways around it yeah okay here we'll make you happy we'll sign this bill great and 
people were still racist. The state still had that power to make little loopholes and Jim Crow laws. Weird, right? Oh, God, dude. And it's, even with Texas right now, what they're doing, it's so crazy how Texas is so like, you know, my body, I'm not wearing a mask, which is fine. I think we agree. You can do whatever the hell you want. But then when it comes to a woman and their body, oh, no, you can't do that because we we made this law that says you can't do that. What happened to my body, though? Like, I think it's a contradiction. I'm not supporting any type of abortion at all. But it's like... Well, you, you know, it's, 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 it's one of those... It's, it's weird. They're not weird. Um, because I, I can't, as a man, say, oh, it's, they should have the right to... You know what? They, they should have the right to do what they want to do. Uh, they consult a physician. Mm-hmm. You know, Definitely. Because you want them to make sure everything goes through and it's right. Um, am I for abortion? Of course I'm not. You Definitely. Know, I don't want you know, I don't want anybody to get killed or anybody to die. But there's different situations that happen to people and I don't know, it's it's hard for me to say, yeah, this person got raped but they have to keep the baby. And uh, men making laws for women's bodies is yeah. kind of that's kind of back in the day shit. We gotta get with the times on that. It's a, at least I think so. I'm not gonna tell anyone what to do with her body. It's weird. Like that's just not my get down. It's like Dave Chappelle. I don't know if you've seen Sticks and Stones. Oh yeah, I have he, seen it. Yeah. He, he talks about it, where he talks about you know the law and says, you know, he tells him, yeah, it's gonna get tougher. See how they change laws. And he goes, hey, uh, he says something to the effect of, okay, you have the right to to abort a baby or keep the baby. And jokingly, he says, well, I have the right to not pay for him. If mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. they start laughing, you know, but he goes, but if I'm wrong, maybe we're all wrong, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's a good point, you know, because there are, unfortunately, there are people out there, women out there that want to have a kid and just because they want the money, they don't want to work. No, that, that, that's know, a good, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a human and I fact. And I, I don't want to get deep in the, in the weeds and that. No, that, but just, yeah, no. That's what he's basically talking mm-hmm. about, you know, and it's, I don't know. It's weird times, like progressing, progressing. And so I, I think another thing you see you see me progress as is as a man too, yeah. dude. I tell people all the time, like back in the day, dude, you used to pick me up from just some places. I couldn't call my mom and dad, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I tell my mom and dad, I could, I could be honest with them. Now I'm thirty. Yeah. You used to pick me up, dude, because I I always felt like I could trust you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I could tell you, you know, a lot of things about me. I don't think anybody knows, and just what we've been going through recently. My brother having been on the podcast, telling his story. You're one of the main people we told too, just because we know you would give us the best advice on what route should we take now. Now that we put ourselves in this fucking hole. What's the next route? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've always had that trust with you. And um, I know you don't need to hear that from me, but just for the viewers and the listeners who are, you know, finally, you know, first getting to know you, I trust you a lot. That's why you're on here. I, I think it's important that I, like I said, bring people on my podcast that just help me grow as a man and build me up. It takes a village. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a definite, I think I'm a great example of that. Um, love my mom and dad, but it did take a village because I couldn't share with my mom and dad a lot of stuff that I had going on in my life. And I always felt like I could lean on you when I needed to, and I could always talk to you about things just to get another opinion, but you would help guide me. You know what I mean? That means a lot. So thank you. No, 100%, dude. I mean, that's, that's nothing. I mean you're welcome. It's, it's one of those things I think everybody needs that because it's hard to go to parents. Even, even if you talk to your parents a lot, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough because you're, you know, you're a little ashamed, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of, you, you know, you look down on yourself, man, I can't tell them what to do, so I can't tell them this is going on. And you can, it's just one of those things, you, it's, as you grow older, you understand, 
-hmm. It is what it is. It's too late now. It's water under the bridge. I got to, you know, they might get mad, but at least they know. And I always felt like you wouldn't judge me. That makes sense, dog. And I... And that's why I'm glad you're on. I could tell you. I always, we always had these conversations. Like I said, yeah. now we're just having it on wax. I always could trust you, and I always knew you weren't judging. But you're gonna be fucking hard on me if I need yeah. it. Like yo, you need to figure this shit out. You're you're not scared. Tell me, figure that shit out. Hundred percent. Again, upbringing. Even even the the guys I hang out with now. You know, we got a good core, mm-hmm. and it's a solid core. And it's one of the things that you know we do that. I mean, we. When things are going bad for for one of us, we're there, and maybe somebody comes to tears. It's all right. Hey, it happens. We're you know we're grown. Mm-hmm. We have what you have to go through. Let it out. You know you can't go home and have it all bottled up. And you know it's that thing the old saying. You know, hey, if you mess up, I got your back. When we get home, we'll talk about it though. Mm-hmm. You know, don't put us in that <laughs> situation. Sure. You know, hundred percent. But in front of everybody else, say hey, I don't care what he did. You know, we, nah, you ain't gonna do nothing. Or this ain't gonna happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it happens every now and then. You know, and we all slip. No, we definitely slip. Um, I we won't go too deep, but I wanted to tell you thank you too because I was telling my girlfriend actually when you told me the other day why I figured it took me thirty years to figure this out. It was fucking crazy, and it got me emotional, dude. I remember I got emotional with Adrena because I was just thinking like. Cause you know I talk about you guys in a great way. Sometimes it's a bad way too. You know, talk shit about you all the time. We talk shit about you. We talk our shit, right? I remember I was just telling her like, you know, because we're fairly new, but she's my been my friend for a long time, but doesn't really understand adolescence to young man to teenager to what I am now, right? And what you told me at Chuko's house the other day about why we were always at your house when. On weekends sometimes. You know how that was working yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And I figured out, you did that. And we were talking like, mm-hmm. I said, you did that because you're getting us away from chaos. Yeah. Dude. At times, yeah. At times, yeah, 100% at times. Sometimes yeah. we just like kicking it and yeah. we'll go do. Whatever. DJ. Yeah. This man took me to my first DJ Quick concert. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. that was crazy. We'll talk about that too. Yeah, yeah. But before we get into our fun shit, I wanted to get kind of get the serious stuff over with. When you told me that though, Gil, like that was when I we finally figured I finally figured that out. I know you knew already, but I guess I never really got that. I guess that it moment. I think the one thing I think for me anyway, or you know, I'm a pretty calm person. I mean, I don't get too excited about a lot of things mm-hmm. or get carried away. I'm not loud. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of lay low in the cut. I mean, I can get loud, I guess, after a couple of drinks. And yeah, talking like we all do. Seat. Yeah, hell yeah. But even even at the house, again, you know, Becky and I, our house was pretty calm, pretty quiet. But it was always, you, you know, I mean, I, you were around and when you were born, when you were walking and talking, you you know, you, you'd roll with us. Dog, I still remember going to your apartment with the second Dreamcast playing yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. Right? With the black car you had the stick shift yeah. in. Yeah. That, I remember that, 100%. Yeah, we used to go and, and it was like as you got older and... And uh, the other two were getting bigger, and all you guys started coming, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was certain times, it's like, you'd call me because you, you're around the corner, and you're like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. Well, you know, come by? Yeah, all right, I'll go pick you up. Mm-hmm. Or they drop you off. And it's like, yeah, come on, I don't care. You know, mm-hmm. I'm chilling. You know, it was a Friday night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Watch some movies, eat some pizza, or, mm-hmm. or get something. And Becky was always cool about that. She liked having you guys over, you know, so it was never an issue. Mm-hmm. You guys being at our house, or any kids being at our house was never an issue. Mm-hmm. It was fun, because we only had, I mean, Gilly was small, you know. There was a point Cat wasn't even born yet. Yeah, yeah that, that was a point. That, I remember those days. Yeah, Gilly was small. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was always... Us, it was it was uh, it was nice having you guys around too because we didn't get to see you as much as before because mm-hmm. 
all the, the personal stuff. All the per- yeah, yeah. So. I figured we wouldn't go into that, but like that yeah. personal stuff, I when I found when I realized, hold on, got somebody. Is your phone ringing? Nope. Yeah, I'm like, this is what happens on the podcast. Sometimes we've oh. got to see what the hell that staticky noise is, and it sure ain't me. I wonder why it does that, dude. I don't know. I'm getting te- some text messages. Um, maybe that's why. A little bit of some interference. I just don't want it to pop up on the podcast. It's off now. Yeah. It's cool. Take that little part out. But this is what we do on the podcast. And sometimes it's just going on the fly. And I know one thing we got to do on the fly. One minute. Don't make a funny joke. Right, whatever. Oh, put my head on the oh. desk. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. I was, gonna, I was gonna say something. I know you should. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't say a funny ass joke. I already know if you're gonna watch that. Why is he doing it at the desk? Mm-hmm. Um, but so back to when we were kids, I finally realized like that's what you were doing. Of course, you want to hang out with us too, but doing, and that got me like real emotional. I'm like, damn, that's when you. I got love for you, dog. I love you like a hundred percent, my guy. Well, there was there was one time I think you were there at the pad, and then uh, you had to leave. And then you were going with your pops. Mm-hmm. And then your pops called me, and I was like, mm-hmm. me and him were going. I mean, we were talking, but we were talking, you know, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what is that? I don't know. It's that. Oh, I was going to oh. stop. Good God, I wonder why it does that. Okay. We'll have to cut something out. Go ahead. No, but, uh, you got there and, and you called you called my the home phone back mm-hmm. when we had a home phone you know that sounds funny home phone and then you know I had I answered and you're you're kind of sh- shooken up you know something's going on what's up you good you all right go, yeah and you said yeah, this one time you love you kill me and I love you too you know we all it's, it's good you're good relax you're good you know? mm-hmm. and then uh, we talked for a little bit and your pops up on the phone and he's like hey I just want to say thanks for having them he's like no well you know it don't matter. Day, night, whatever, whenever he wants to come by, then all of them come by and kick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just, we chopped it up for a little bit and then, you know, hung up. But it was just, I forgot what happened. But it was something that you were there at the house and then you got to go be with your dad. And then, uh, I don't know if some, I don't think anything happened with him. Something happened somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, shit, you know. But I was just, I don't know, I, I know exactly because he was sitting right here when he was talking. I just don't know what the hell drove me to call you and tell you things because I think I just I don't know what the hell was going on at the time you know was with you yeah. and it's crazy like now I'm 30 I'm like damn I realized I needed that dude like yeah. and now that I was talking I was telling you dream like you didn't have to do that you know what I mean like it just that was the universe I was like it was meant to be like that like having everybody needs a gill in their life I always say that. everybody mm. needs a fucking gill in their life 100 percent and it's like damn dude I'm really I'm lucky and I'm that's why I love you a lot dog like you're my guy you're my best friends no matter what I think mm. we've always said that no mm. matter what yeah. anyone says um you know what that we've we talked we discuss what people say like who doesn't even know those people when you know the situation like this is my guy no matter what. I get it, but no, you don't understand like how much you've been there for us and I appreciate that dude. And it's crazy how thirty years I'm like you know how I'm sure you knew how it was when you were thirty. You got you oh, thought you had it all figured out. Uh, yeah. And it's like I still don't like damn I'm still realizing little shit like that, like damn he 
he had he had love for us enough to do that and appreciate it. Though, dude, seriously, that was. I don't think I could ever repay you for that because you do it every day, though. I mean, and that's the one thing with you guys being successful that repays everything because that's that's the reason we. That's the reason I do things for my friends. They're really, I don't call them friends. They're family. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, we're all family. You know, just because we're not from the same blood doesn't mean anything. You know, because we have the same type of heart. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we always looked at. You know, it's I don't know. I and I, I always take it for granted that if my son or my daughter need anything and they go to one of my friends, that it's going to be handled. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, you know and that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. So that's the way I always look at it. You know, it's. I mean, they're gonna they could come to me, but it's always, there's always times where, like we talked about a minute ago, you know, you you don't go to your parents, mm-hmm. you know, because of whatever for whatever reason, you mm-hmm. don't know. But there should be not just one person, but a couple of people, you know, that you could go to and confide in. Mm-hmm. And there is some shit that you told me, and like I called your pops and go, hey, just FYI, and you go what? And I go, but don't go off on him because if you go off on him, he's gonna know that he that. I'm telling you, and if and mm-hmm. if he does know that, he's not going to tell me shit. Mm-hmm. But it's good. I just want you to know. I don't want you to be caught caught off guard. He's like, all right. Mm-hmm. And he was he was always good about it. Mm-hmm. You know? I think so too. Cause I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. Because I mean, because we we talked about that, you know, with each other. We have to let if we see each other's kids in trouble, we need to let each other know, mm-hmm. and they need to figure out how to bring it up to you or, or mm-hmm. you know, without the, without you knowing that. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gil told her. Mm-hmm. You know, because I've done that with all my friends. If I see anything going on, or you know, we, we watch out for each other's other's kids. You do that because you love us too, yeah, though. You yeah. know, I think oh, I, yeah. I, I would. I probably if I was younger, I probably wouldn't have got it. Like, oh damn, dude! Why'd you tell my mom and dad? But now that I'm older, I'm like, no, you're doing that because you love yeah. me enough to like, yo, I don't know if you can handle this, my G. I want to yeah. tell your parents because they need to help you handle this. Yeah, which is, you know, it helps them look for signs because a lot of times when we're in the, right in the middle of it, we don't see things until somebody says something and you go, oh shit, now it makes sense mm-hmm. why so-and-so is acting this way or so-and-so is doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, and you know, a lot of times when you, you know, especially for me, especially my kids, if my, my son did something, my daughter said something, ah, not my kids. Yeah. You know, it's, all parents say that. Mm-hmm. You know, but in the end, it's like, oh damn, it was my kid. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, so you got it. I think communication is just knowing how to communicate. I think as you get older, you understand. Mm-hmm. And then I think when you're younger, you react and more. People are more hot headed. You know, I can't believe you. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Blah, blah 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 blah. You know, as you get older, it's like, all right, what happened? Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. You know, and break it down in that way. We all because at that at that especially your age too. You know that we all make mistakes, but oh, mm-hmm. we're gonna bounce back. And yeah. sometimes we just gotta. Okay, let's not say what you should, what you need to do. This is what you should do, and maybe we could figure this out here. What do you think about this? You know, what I mean, I think yeah. that's always been the approach. I think too with yeah. you, and I'm really. Even when I was talking, about, I was talking about guy Donuts today. It's crazy. Just say I don't know if you see that little Nas X, the rapper with the he had the little stomach. You know, I, I, I couldn't if you if you had all the rappers nowadays and you put them in a lineup, I you, probably couldn't name two of them. Yeah, because I don't. I'm old school. You're gonna see. Well, I'll, I'll show you after this. I'm not gonna show you now because it's, it's yeah. irrelevant. But it's um, there's a lot of homophobia in rap, right? Mm-hmm. So what he did was, if it was a younger me, oh, that ain't hip hop. But now that I'm older, I'm like, what is that? Why that doesn't bother me anymore? Why do I care? We're channeling our. I think we're channeling our energy now 
to things that are really worth it. Like, I can't control what that man does. Yeah. Who am I to be a hip-hop gatekeeper? And I would make, like, a, a big old rant on social media about it. Why would I do that, though, now? It's about energy and... Yeah. I guess uh, giving a fuck. Like, should I really give a fuck? It's, I know why he's doing it. He wants. He needs publicity. Yeah. Okay, I get. It. As a businessman now, I'm like, ah, oh, all good, hey, good or bad. They say as long as they're talking yeah. about you, right? Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. As long I as they're talking just, about yeah. you. Yeah, but music wise, I don't. Nowadays, I don't listen much on the radio. It's, it's all. Yeah, we don't talk a lot about we. Well, we still talk about the old stuff. Like, no, man, no. quick. We used to got somebody like Quick still in the game. Oh, God, know? dude. Even Snoop, you know, it's it's. it's it was. I think the only one that I really listen to or, or like their music is, is uh, Kendrick. Kendrick, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's coming out with his last album on his label. Yeah, he's been with the same label all his life, and now he's about to do his last one. Most, most of the people, I, don't, I really don't. I'm, I always tell people, too, like, I remember going to your CD collection and seeing this motherfucker with this blue silk shirt with the purple, with the pink letters, Rhythmalism. Oh, yeah. And that was like... Then when I that's popped, a CD right there. then I popped that album in, bro. I was like, "Oh, oh my yeah. god, dude!" That's when did you first listen to Quick? Like, when did you get put on to him? Well, it was really with Tonight, you know, oh. that was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, started just, you know, whatever hit the radio uh, again. Because back then we just had cassettes and the radio. And then uh, once once the computer started coming in, you know, Napster, all that. That's mm-hmm. when everything else started coming out. But it was really. People I listened to were Quick and, and Cube and mm-hmm. Snoop. Mm-hmm. Those three were the, the bulk of it. I mean, all the old school East Coast stuff too. EPMD, uh, Eric B and Rakim, Run DMC. You even had I remember I do I remember this shit vividly, bro. You had some R Kelly there, and you had fucking two Life After Deaths. You had one. Yeah. Still, you had one still in the package, yeah. and the other one you open and listen to. I'll never forget that dude. It's oh, like it's vivid still in my it's, mind. It's a lot of a lot of R and B. I listen to. Do you were into the R&B, Gil? Yeah. yeah, duh. You were so into the yeah. R&B, bro. What was was that just why? I don't know. I never got that. It like was, it was. All, I think it was just because it was music. It was it was real music. You know that it was instruments. It was people actually singing. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I remember Twelve Play was on there, yeah. and you were younger than me at that time. I discovered the music you had. I always seen that you had R&B music real yeah. young. That Elder Barge, I remember that shit you had in there. Like you were always into R and B music, bro. One hundred percent. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I don't know because growing up, it was. I didn't listen to any Spanish growing up. It was more oldies, mm-hmm. oldies, and and uh, rap. My brother had. I mean, he had crates of vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know, Rodney Owen, Joe Cooley. Mm-hmm. You know everything that was West Coast, Spice One. Mm-hmm. He still has it. He still has a gang of vinyl. Albert. Yeah. Oh man, he has a know. gang of vinyl, and I told him just it, it's all mine. I. I I'm just I've been lazy because I wanted to get uh, one of those uh, one of those things that uh, you play the album on and you could transfer it to your computer. Oh yeah, yeah, And I was going to grab a crate at a time and do it because yeah, he has he has like the albums. He has 12 inch versions of everything. Mm-hmm. He had I mean he has crates. Mm-hmm. He has crates. He just don't listen to it anymore. You could do so much now. You get that you get that vinyl. Put it on say a laptop. Actually has a C player. These things don't have C players mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Find a laptop with a C player. Put it in there. And then that little damn hard drive, put it on. You oh, yeah. That little, save all that stuff, dude. The vinyl versions are, they're coming back, too. Yeah. Everything comes back around once in a while, oh, right? No, and vinyl, vinyl is back. Vinyl is back. I mean, a lot of people, you, you look, it's crazy. Now, you've got to pay 50 bucks for an album. Imagine. And, and him, my, both my brothers were actually in the, in the music. Albert was more into, um, more into rap. And my brother Louie was in everything. 
mm-hmm. hard rock, classic rock. It was mm-hmm. tripping out because it was like, oh, what, what are you listening to? And back then, I'm, you know, I said, man, it's garbage. Yeah. You know, now it's like, hey, that's pretty bad. Yeah. It's good music, good I'm, stuff. Don't, don't is what telling me too, like, wait till you get older, you're going to start kind of, I don't want this, this rap shit no more, the new stuff at least, mm-hmm. right? They're going to gradually go into mm-hmm. classic rock and alternative. And I kind of, I hear my, and more R&B myself too. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Music's a crazy thing, though. But again, that's what I learned from you. Like that Rhythmalism album, oh, yeah. it's cold, bro. It's so cold. The two, the two best, in my opinion, two of the best albums are Rhythmalism and then Lethal Injection by Q. Because those two are just, it's like hit after hit. And God. I remember when they came out, it was like every week there was a new song out and people were just rocking it. And I was like, damn. You know, this is, uh, I mean, you had to have those two at least. But mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was actually back then was a good time for music. Mm-hmm. Like everything coming out was just a everything hit. Was yeah, everything dude, was hitting. everything was hitting, man. I even like. I know we always talk about the whole Biggie thing. Have you seen that new Biggie documentary? Which one? On Netflix, I think it's called "I Got a Story to Tell." Yeah. What do you think about that? It's it's a. Uh, it wasn't bad. Actually, I seen it when it came out. I mean, my my thing for Biggie was you should have never been in Cali. Yeah, we always you know, talk about that, yeah, dude. It's, it's like how you come, you know. But it was all the money, you know. We got to make this money. Yeah, I don't know. If I love somebody, I, their their life is worth more than any money that anybody has, and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. It, I don't believe it was him. Everything I heard from all the documentaries and the people that were interviewed, you know, all his friends, his close friends were like. You should have never went. And, then we, and now that we're getting, now that it's kind of the truth scheme, more, more people are willing to come out and speak the truth. He didn't own any of his fucking music, bro. Yeah. That's what's crazy. You would, and you think, nah. I think we're kind of naive thinking, oh, he's Biggie, right? He's a big old rap god. No, the rap god was owned by somebody because yeah. he was so young and didn't understand yeah. what somebody understand. Now, that's why I give up to the new guys now. They all own their masters. They're really proud of that shit. Yeah. These young Warren G still fighting for his masters. Warren fucking G, right? They, he's even having this camp. Don't listen to regulators anymore. I get no money on the streaming. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if they would have had the masters for the, who would have thought streaming was gonna be a thing though, right? Yeah. It it's Biggie did not own his fed, his music. That was, I think, a lot of bad boy though. Yeah. Oh yeah, now, yeah. It was it was uh, I think earlier this year, late last year, there was something that went out. That a puppy was on social media talking about. You need to you need to treat people right. You need to give them their money. You, you're saying something, and then Mace came right underneath that. Well, if that's the case, then give us our masters. Mm-hmm. You know, give me my masters, and or, or, yeah, give me my masters. And he said, I think it was uh, Little C's and all that. All of them, yeah. Give, give, give them all their masters. You know that that's the same thing, ain't it? And then after that, the story kind of died down. Yeah, know? Puppy has that power to make shit die down. That's what people yeah. forget too. That yeah. power. And it's now that more people are coming out, you see that Biggie sold his fucking like forty percent of his 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 publishing for one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. That's pennies to what it was really. I'm sure one hundred twenty five k. You give it to us cash right now, we're good. But Nick, what he ended up being though, you know what I mean? Like he got it for pennies on the dollar, and he was gonna sell it back to him supposedly. You know, after this last album, it's like Puffy was a snake too, dude. Like that's why Q was ahead of his time. 100%. You know, everybody, or, or they were talking shit about him, but in the end, it's like they ended up beating him. Mm-hmm. You know, Dre went out zone. You mm-hmm. know, Easy Cut and Cut Jerry Heller loose. You know, it's like, damn, Cube seen it, you know. He knew that that little percent, like, we could just move it one more and I could get more money. Like, yeah. what? You guys are getting this fucking money anyway. How come I can't get more of a cut if I'm doing everything? What's this song, Record, record Company Pimpin'? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's where he talks about. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about this. Hey, you want a car? Hey, yeah. You know. That's how they would get yeah. them. I'm sure. See, I didn't, yeah. it's sad, huh? That is. The record, the record industry's always been kind of like conniving, but then like we always talk about Puffy, like he wanted that bag. Well, it goes back so to, bad, dude. Who's like one of the originals? Is it like Chuck Berry? I think was one of the originals talking about. Mm-hmm. No, I want to. This, it's mine. I, I want to own it. Mm-hmm. Can't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you see, uh, I think it was Cadillac Records. I think if you ever seen it, it's actually good. That's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. And, and uh, he's talking, and his manager's right there, and he goes, "Yeah, well, I'm the manager, so I get this, and you're the artist." And he goes, "Well, hold on," and he gets up and goes. Well, let me sit in that chair, and you sit in this chair. This is the chair I want, you know. And, Definitely. And he was, you know, he was one of the first guys, I believe, if I remember correctly, that back then to say, no, I want, you know, I want to own it. This is mine. And it's crazy. I think the mentality these guys have is, okay, you want to own that? We'll go find someone else to fill your seat then. There's there's a lot of people who can do what you do. And I don't think people need to realize, nah, if you feel like you can believe, do you know shit? Do it and find your own lane. Yeah. It's crazy back. I think back then there was only certain Motown, mm-hmm. Capital. Like there was only so many lanes. You had to kind of, I guess, say it's cliche now, but sell your soul yeah. to get on. Bad Boy, what Death Row, maybe how many Priority. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of lanes for these East Coast guys to go to, and you had. And again, if you hear Biggie's story, like yeah, he struggled. So of course, I want one hundred twenty-five thousand cash for signing my rights. And I can buy him back later. I'll have that money. Don't worry about it. Well, they are struggled, you know, because you think you think man, there is a lot more rappers before Biggie on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and they all went through the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they got taken advantage of. A lot of them did. They get Snoop. Yeah. God, they didn't even pay. I don't think they paid him for a couple of those records. Yeah. It's, it's it's all the same. I mean, because they don't know, mm-hmm. and they didn't have, they didn't have anybody to teach them. And you would hope that once. Guys that got burned like that, once they learn, they'd have somebody coming up and go, hey, here's what you want to do. Pass it on to the next. Yeah. Just like you've been doing with me, pass it on, yeah. and hopefully you can pass it on, pass it on. I see a lot of them, even today, you don't watch a lot of wrestling, but this is like a wrestler that came out. Um, Seth Rollins came out with the story about AJ Styles. Yeah. AJ, well, I think you've seen my WrestleMania, I'm sure. Yeah. AJ would buy Seth Rollins dinner when he, when he first started. He's like, bro, how do I repay you back? When you get a rookie in five years, pay for his dinner. You keep it going. Yeah. You got to keep the will going. Wrestling is a crazy thing, dude. Like that whole giving back to the next generation thing is. It's I love that shit, dude. I love well, it so much. I think everything's kind of the same cycle because you get guys that are in there that everybody think it's big money, but it's not for all of them. Mm-mm. You know, it doesn't matter what sport or what thing, whether band or actor or anything. There's people that don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the mega million. Superstars, they got money and they do whatever, but you got the the people that are supporting them or in a movie that scratching for the ends. Yeah. yeah, it's cool to see the big dogs always be like, well, I know how it feels to be in that yeah. position. Here, don't worry about it. Like, there's a, and there's a lot of them nowadays that do that. You know, mm-hmm. like, whether they hook them up with food or some extra, or, you know, hey, yeah, I'm gonna do this, but only if you do this for them. You know, so. Even now with a lot of local businesses, because I know now that I kind of know how it is now, like, you like the good tip, you like the little extra dough. I try to always shoot the people the extra dough, dude, especially when they're doing something local for me or doing a service for me, my graphic designer or just say somebody who puts me on a gig, I have no problem showing 50 bucks. Go have dinner on me, bro. No big deal. It, it, I think it's good that you do that, that people do that, especially the 
people that work in restaurants, you know, they, they say, well, that's, they know they're doing that and they know how much you get paid. Yeah. That ain't that. They're doing a service for you. Mm-hmm. you know, the real good ones are... Oh, yeah. Especially the ones who come in the clutch. Yeah. Like, you remember that little cheesy photo shoot we had for my girl's birthday? Yeah. Um, my cousin came through with the food. And it was only two-day notice. And Sean, whatever, whatever he charged me, a little extra. Yeah. Thanks, cuz. Don't you help me out more than you help. Trust me. Yeah. You help me out so much more than I could ever help you out right now. You came through. And I want. I think that's good karma, too. It is, yeah. I think it's important to have that. And um, even, with the young, even with the young guys at school, I'm just trying to game them up. Stay out of trouble. Have fun. What are you doing here? You're only going to be around this thing one time. Have fun. But be safe. Have fun. Don't break the rules. Stop taking things so serious, bro. Take your school serious. Don't worry about all this stuff out here. Go play a sport. <laughs> Go do something. I tell these kids all the time, play a sport. Go join a club. I had this conversation today like, you're scared of what? Because you're not going to be any good? How do you know you've never been trained up? you never had a coach actually say, this is how you're going to do it. Like you, if you want, you're gonna get that. Especially, I don't. I think kids are so scared of the unknown, which I'm sure we all are. But it's so. It's, this generation is so weird. They just think they're gonna fail, so they won't try something. I think this generation is a lot different too, though, because there's social media, and if somebody catches something on a on a phone and posts it, you know, that's that's permanent, or that can be there for a long ass time. And they see this result besides what the fuck we yeah. did to get to this result. Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's, there's a lot of work. Well, we just talked about Rick James today. He started at 17. I re- I learned today, and he didn't make his he didn't make you and I his breakout song till he was 31. That 14 years, what do you think he was doing? Just saying, I want to fail. He knew what he wanted. He went to go grind for it and hone his craft. I didn't know this either. He was with Motown in the beginning. I totally forgot about that. Did you know that? Yeah. I didn't know he was with Motown in the beginning. Throughout that whole 14 years honing his craft, going to different countries, and finding out, oh, this is the sound I want now. But that's, I think that's what happens to a lot of them, though. I mean, there's not a lot of overnight stars. Mm-mm. A lot of people grind it out, and the ones that hang in there, they get fortunate that they're able to make it. Make it, it was, even with the, um, damn it, the Quincy Jones documentary, I've never seen that oh, one. Yeah, yeah. Another case of, how look at him, he was down and out for a second. He was already, he kind of made it, but then went to that, like all artists do, went to the dry yeah. spell, Okay, let me try something else now. And I think people need to know that, like, this is all a keep grinding is not just a saying. I think it's we gotta keep grinding no matter what we do. Like even yesterday, we didn't do the podcast. Fucking hand was all messed up, dude. But we, because I told you, I'm gonna come back tomorrow. We're gonna do it. I felt horrible yesterday. Yeah. Just know that. Oh, no, I was good. But I couldn't do. I couldn't do a pod yesterday, dog. I was so I wasn't stressed out. I think it was. I think we all. There's good. I think there's good stress, Gil, and bad stress. I always have good stress. And I think I just had a lot of good stress on my mind. I'm like, damn, the vending machine. I was just worried about that. Like, I didn't think it was going to take that long. And then my girl was talking about inventory. I didn't think about that before. I thought we could just, here, give me the money. I'm going to put the shit in the machine. We're going to make our money back. But how do you know? How do you know what's selling? How do you know how much you make? How many we put in there? How many are left over? And how many are going to put in when they run out? You know me. I just like, oh, fuck. Okay, you're right. Took me a while to kind of get the inventory down and how to work the machine. I never worked a vending machine in my life, so I think it's pretty cool. Though. I'm 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 really excited for that. Another venture, right? Yeah, it's something it's something to try. We gotta try it, dog. Yeah, you got to. I think if it's in within reach, and yeah, we had to save some fetty for it, but it wasn't like we had to order it from Indiana or something. It was right there. Why not? Perfect condition. Had a new. Had everything new. Why not try it? Right. I think it's 
one of those things that people always say is you have to try it if you fail it's really not a failure it's a learning experience mm -hmm. and and you don't want to go years later and go man if I would have did this or I should have did that no you go back oh, okay I remember I did this and it worked out this way so okay I'm going to try this but I'm going to go this way instead of that you know mm -hmm. you learn you learn from it you learn from from everything you do you mm -hmm. know so that's what I try to like the way I, the way I tell Gilbert you know he's trying to do the music thing and uh, he gets frustrated sometimes he'll call me up and we'll talk and I go what happened I go it's a good learning experience he goes yeah but uh, it's negative I go no nothing's negative mm -hmm. I go the outcome might not be what you wanted I go but you learn from it so mm -hmm. that outcome doesn't happen again I go you have to grow from that mm -hmm. I go because you, you were going to mess up somewhere or a mistake was going to happen so learn from that one and consider just a cool I learned from it let's move forward he's like alright dad alright things like that just stay positive man. I go it's, it's nothing's easy if it was easy everybody would be doing it he's an example of working oh he is like and I'm not saying I read, but I know how I am I've heard so many people say I'm a rapper I'm a rapper I'm a rapper alright cool and you know I heard Gil say it and then when he took me to the studio that night bro and I'm not even telling you that, that's your son no I was like oh fuck he's on Especially when I got that, when he, we kind of, it's, just so, it's a whole series. You know how it is yeah. in the studio? When you're dead serious, but you're having fun, but it's like, oh, we're serious. And when I seen that face on his, when that look on his face, I was like, oh, we're here to really fucking get to work. All right. We're not fucking family. We're, now we're having fun with this music. Yeah. And that was the funnest thing in the world, dude. It's, it was, and for me, it was kind of like, you know, I love making music, right? I always will. I always say, man, I want to drop a song. I always say that shit. But to go in there as someone who just wanted your opinion on stuff is a whole different thing, dude. And I've believed him ever since. Like, I'm like, dude, you got it. Like, I just, I was shocked, though. I didn't know, you know. Like, I just, I had, everybody tells me they rap nowadays. But when I really heard what he was printing on wax, I was like, oh, fuck. He does, he does love this. He, 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 he does. He worked for it. He does actually good. Yes. He does, he does, uh, he does well uh, because it's. It's uh, not nursery rhyme shit, no. dude. It's not nursery rhyme. And the way he could fluctuate his voice and sound different, because he showed me one song some years back, and I was like, that's you too? And he's like, yeah, because it's actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. And, I, and a couple times I told him, wait a minute, I don't know about that. Maybe with this. I go, but I'm just telling you from my point of view. Mm -hmm. I go, but, and again, I told him, I'm not up to today's music. Mm -hmm. I go, I'm just thinking, because I'm, I'm old school. Mm -hmm. Definitely. You know, I'm old school. I go, but, you know, that's if that's what people are liking. I go, but if that's what you like. Like you gotta make it. You gotta make what you want. You gotta make it your own, hundred percent. And then from there, you you know you'll figure it out. And him, he just needs a break. You know, he needs to find somebody that listens or hears him. And go, hey, come here. Mm -hmm. You know, and he, a couple of times he said, yeah, he thought he had something, and it's always there's always something. He's working on something. Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's L.A. and now he's back in the Bay. So hopefully, hopefully he's able. I to always tell him too, though, the people can't hear you if you don't let them listen. Yeah. You can't just like, but this year, how are people gonna ever listen if you don't show them what you got? Yeah, you got, and what what we have at our advantage now, it's like everything's here. Oh yeah, everything's here. There's no need to go pay the million dollar or get the three cameras or cost ten thousand dollars. Everything's here. There's filters. We could do whatever the fuck we want now. It's at our disposal. We're living in a great time for music. Even though it's kind of... Anybody could do it, though. Yeah. That's the problem. Oh, God. That's the problem. It's that anybody could do it. They're going to for fucking show you 99 episodes. This is the 99th time people can hear me spill my bullshit. <laughs> Good God, dude. Like, anybody could do it, right? But 
if you're good at it, you're, you, if you stand out, and you, I think what people really care about too, if you put your heart into it, if you put your heart into it, I think people respect that and they really, fuck, they, it's infectious, you know what I mean? You could tell, when, you know, dog, you yeah. just, when someone's half-assing it or just doing it because, oh, I don't want to be here, but I'm forced to be here. Yeah. When someone's doing it because they love it, it's like, fuck, that, yeah. that, it's contagious, bro. I love that feeling. I think, too, if you're not going for the money. That too, you know, because if you're going for the money, you're going to be let down. Mm-hmm. That's like do do what you love, do it the way you want, and then uh, if everything hits and the money will get there. I think it's a blessing being at the schools because DJ is not the only source of it, yeah. so it's not like oh I need this gig because I'm gonna go broke or I need this. It's like now I kind of be picky because I got this on the side. It's a blessing. It's not gonna ever be for the love of money. I think hopefully it's never like that, but I think there's a thing too. A biggie said. Um, he said something about when Puff first talked to him, he said, you got to treat every day like the first day of the office. And that's how I honestly try to treat every gig. So if I don't ever try to lag on my clients. I don't try to half-ass it. I don't walk through it. And preparation is key, especially with weddings. I always make sure prepping, prepping, prepping. Yeah, every question I have, just so it could be, I, want, I don't want them to worry about what's coming out the speakers. I got all that shit. I just that's kind of like a biggie thing for me, you know. Me, I love this hip hop stuff. Yeah, like yeah. every day's your first day, dude. But you, you can't because you never know who's gonna be in the audience. But then my guy Moreno at school, he'd be like, "Every day's your first day." What happened to the tie? <laughs> <laughs> he tell me that I missed that Ernie. Was that Ernie with the tie at? Uh-huh. Oh man, it was. Man, Angel gives me heat for that all the time. Oh, what happened to his tie, Moreno? <laughs> yeah, it was funny, dude. Shout out to Sasquatch. Shout out to Sasquatch. You ready for Monday? <laughs> I want to talk about oh, that. Oh no, I'm no, I haven't even looked at nothing yet. Damn, I like playing fast football. We're we're champions of a league one time. That was yeah. fun. The yeah, fixers yeah, with three X's. I said, we're, we're. "What do we say? The fixers with three X's because your thea likes it nasty." <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking tight. That was fucking funny. Oh, I'll never forget that. That's when they try to do collusion on our ass. They do straight collusion on us, dog. Yeah, yeah. Straight collusion. I'm. I'm really excited for this year. Uh, I think it's gonna be fun. I got like the the trophy. I want to make it legit now. You know what I mean? I want to kind of. I want to get a set group of guys. I think I always kind of revolve guys, but I think I got a set group now. And Banks will be in the building. Today's his birthday. Shout out to Banks. Oh. Thirty nine years old. Yeah. Thirty nine, baby. Crazy, huh? Thirty nine. No, he's thirty nine today. I talked to him this morning. Yeah. And Banks is thirty nine years old, dog. Oh, you talking about big guy Banks? Yeah, yeah, Beckman, mm-hmm. Beckman, yeah, yeah. Beckman ain't 39. Beckman's 39. No, yeah. I swear, that's what he told me on the text message today. Is he 39? Swear to God. We're talking about, what are they planning his big 40 for next year? I want to rock that thing for him. God damn, he's 39. Yeah. Crazy, y'all. God damn, that is. Yeah, dude. Fucking Aunt Bates. You got me thinking, high school, what was he doing? When was he there? It's like, damn, 39. That's yeah, he coached the man, dude. Yeah, weird, yeah, huh? That's crazy, yeah. Weird. So, Beckman's going to be in the building. Sasquatch yeah. is going to be in the building. Mike and Chuko's already confirmed. Dona is my dad. So, it's going to be, it's kind of like the original group, too, yeah. you know? Yeah. We're missing a couple guys, but they have, sorry, sorry, Lodi and Rob. Those guys are cool, too. I love them being in the league, but who, who do you, who do you go with the first pick? Normally running back, to be honest. Who would you go with? If I had a number one pick? Mm-hmm. Probably Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry? Probably. I know, I know people looking at McCaffrey, but 
I get nervous. With Look what happened coming. last yeah, year. I get I get nervous with the injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's he's a star. Even Cook's a he's yeah. there too, but damn, he's he's hurt. Del- Delvin Cook, you got. Uh, I was looking at. Well, I was looking at your chart yesterday, and I was looking at that. Going, man, you know, yeah, Henry. Henry I'm not going my home second. Sorry, Pop. Uh, I ain't touching. I think, but I learned that too, dude. I don't want. Why go quarterback the first three, four? It, it, it varies on the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, honestly, because. Normally, there's two or three quarterbacks that go go early, mm-hmm. and then all the rest you just wait. But you know, you you do need that star running back because there's only two thirty two starters in the in the league, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not all thirty two are good because some some share carries. I was surprised Ch- Jonathan Taylor went in the first round. No disrespect to Indy, but I don't think I didn't think Taylor was worth that. So everybody everybody has their opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're looking at they look at whatever they see. Mm-hmm. You know, so every year people make. You know, they traded. Yeah, they got a tight end in the second round. Mm-hmm. You know? I think you should take, t- well, it has to be elite tight end, but if you get his quarterback, too, get that one-two punch. I'm a one-two punch type of guy. If I get the one-two, I'm in there. Like, even um the Chargers quarterback in Keenan Allen, oh, yeah. that might be, Justin's a bad boy. He ain't going to pass the third round over. If he goes past the third round, it's a grab for he us. Might. He might. Pick he might him up go. in the fourth, fifth, sixth, you're getting a, you're getting might, a stud yeah. for that. Price, it's, that's a good. Well, all the young quarterbacks, you know, that you never know they could go off. That's one thing about, you know, one year they do good, next year they don't, or you know they picked it up over the summer. Mm-hmm. Herbert did good last year though. The fucking name makes me laugh, Herbert. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Herbert. But yeah, he's bad though. What about you? Think Big Benson have a good year this year? Varies on the old line. If his mm-hmm. old line solid, he is. Well, yeah, that's, that's what you told me yesterday about the running back. To, they're supposed to open it up. I mean, uh, open because last year their offense was horrible. I mean, once people started stacking the line or coming in mm-hmm. eight yards and that little crossing bullshit they did, I said, if they don't change it, they're done. Mm-hmm. They never change it. Good news. Did you guys still the same, the same offense coordinator? No, they, they got rid of him. They got rid of him. Yeah. What's, what was his name? Um, Haley, huh? No, nah, Haley was. Damn, like, who was the one that ben, big, big Ben got into with a couple years ago? It might have been Haley. I think what I think a sleeper this year, like I was telling you, man, Nelson Aguilar, he's going low, but man, 14, 15, 16 round, if if yeah. my guy the rookie goes well. Yeah. And they're saying well, shit, they just cut Cam. So they're yeah, banking right. on him. They're banking on him. Right. Things like that. You, there was that team and there was what else were they talking about? Because they're going to be a young quarterback, yeah, but he's always going to be throwing because they're going to be behind. So mm-hmm. the receivers are going to do good. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Jalen Hurts. I will hope he do well. Yeah, but you got to be careful with him though because he could be gone after two, three weeks. Especially if they picked up Minshew. I was like, why they pick him? Oh yeah, they did pick him. I got from Jacksonville. Yeah. Huh? I like Minshew. I like it. I was surprised they got him go, but then but you got you got the yeah the what's Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. God, I did not know this guy hasn't lost since like high school. Yeah, he was a, he was on fire in Clemson. <laughs> not fucking uh, know that. He about to get a rude awakening uh, dude the first couple of weeks because Jacksonville's rough. It is. Jacksonville's a rough place to play. James Robinson's another one I I wouldn't mind James Robinson. Not in the I'm talking about ninth through ten, no. eleven, like my maybe my second or third running back. I wouldn't mind James Robinson. Hope these fools ain't listening to this shit. You're not giving all my <laughs> secrets. I don't care. I got four teams yeah. anyway. Fuck it. Oh, you're going to be there in there. James Robinson sells round. <laughs> what do you think about um, first place winning the uh, the champion this year? Winning number one pick? Nah. Nah, that's not it? 
okay, okay. How about dollar transactions? Dollar transactions, but as long as just where is it going? I mean, because when I played, ah, two leagues, I, well, there was one league I played in probably for like 15 years. I played in a long time. We did $5 transactions. Hmm. And you had to pay, it was, we met, we actually met up, nothing was computerized. We'll meet up at the pizza place on Thursday. We'll make our transactions, $5 a transaction. And then at the end of the year, we had a party. We used that money for the party. Mm, that'd be a good idea. So it was, it was cool because we, it was, uh, we started off with like steaks, rice and beans, and then had some appetizers and then alcohol or beer. And then the loser last place brought a bottle of tequila. So back then, the, we, we did it on a Saturday, and the game started at 9 o'clock in the morning. So by 11, 11.30, we were faded already. Oh, Just man. Having a good time. Hell, yeah. Playing dice, pool, whatever. Maybe we could do option. We could do first. We could have the proposal A with the dollar transactions, 50-50 split between first and second end, or that money goes to a party at the end of the year. Which would be cool. I think that would be fun. And last no, place. Should be, it should be more 60-40, though, first and second. Think so? Because so? yeah. first place should get more. Make them play or something. Yeah. Make it worth it. Yeah, because 50-50 is like, why? Yeah. Well, you took second. Why do you get 50% of that? Mm-hmm. Just like the pot. I mean, you know, if the winner gets someone's a certain percentage, the second place gets a different percentage. They don't get the same. Mm-hmm. We could do that. I think yeah. I, would, I would like that a lot. Something different though. It's one, and then, but the year in the end party sounds kind of tempting too. That's no, cool. It's, I That'd mean, be for fun. Us, for us, it was cool because you know a lot of us were older, and we had families. So the first, the first game was was just us, and we do the trophy presentation, all that, you know, drink up, and then once the second game started, or before, in between first and second game, families would show up, and then everybody would just kick back, and you know, they had, you had kids, kids would go, and mm-hmm. you know. The, Wives would just be kicking it, having a having a beverage to relax, mm-hmm. and, and we're just watching the, the second game. And once it's over, did whatever you know, kind of just kick back. When does the season end? What what month? Like in January, huh? Yeah, it's usually the first week, first week of January. That would be cool to have like an end of your party, like a fight night. Yeah. And that money goes to the fight night ends, and the and the loser brings the tequila, and we all whoever can make it. Have that little end of party? Yeah, if everybody knows. I mean, because it gives everybody enough time to say, hey, this is going to be the Saturday. And it's normally during playoffs. And more likely playoffs during the day. And then the fight at night if you want to do something like that. That would be cool. And then the the other thing you could do is if, because we had extra money. We had, like, if we had a party and we had extra money, Mm -hmm. then we'll go, okay, uh, for the first game we did squares. And everybody got a couple of squares for free. And then the house got, like, an extra one, whoever that was hosting. And then that's how the money got split up. So, you, oh, can't okay, say, okay. you know, first place or second place didn't get it. Just anybody randomly could get money and varying on how much we had. And that's, you know, first quarter got this much, second, third, and fourth. Okay, okay. Yeah, we could talk about so it. There's a bu- yeah, there's a bunch of different ways That'd to do it. That would be cool. And some people might say no because you got to also say, well, if you make a trade and you don't pay your dollar, then next week you can't make another trade until you pay your money. Oh, yeah. That's, what we, that's what we, the way we did it. It's like, nah, you can build up credit. You got to pay your money for that trade. That trade isn't going to, and I think after a week or two, if you didn't pay, that player went back in the, back Damn. the free agent. Usually, I was thinking what well, the way they did in my Pops League last year is they added it all up at the end, and they would say, they ain't getting paid till you pay. <laughs> so pay up, or they ain't getting paid. They're going to be talking to you. Yeah, but if they take seventh and they don't get money, what's their incentive to pay? I mean, most people, most people are going to I pay. would hope they would fucking pay. Yeah. We all got Fetty now, you know what I'm saying? Damn. Yeah, yeah. We all got Fetty. Yeah, we, it's only a dollar. Yeah, it's only a dollar. It's not going to pay. Even, even if you made two trades, three trades a week, that's, that's still only going to be 30, 
boats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that'll be cool. We'll see what happens though, man. But I know um I do appreciate you coming on. Try to keep it under an hour and shit. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on though, Gil. Um this is episode ninety eight, dude. I wanted I wanted you on really bad, dude. I think I I didn't know if you were gonna come on. I never asked you. I'm like, that's why I said, fuck it, let me ask him. And you came on, so I think it's the road to one hundred. We got a lot of giveaways going on. I'm like, man, promoting King right now, baby. <laughs> Trying to do everything to get DJ East three and team off the map. That's, you know what? Honestly, that's what people say. Hey, but you know, the thing they like is you do promote. You know, you do talk about your sponsors. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you do have people listening. You know, maybe just maybe more in others than others than others. But the thing is, you know, you, you still promote, mm-hmm. and they like that. It's consistent, dude. Yeah. It has to be consistent. Yeah. I told you, my Instagram ain't nothing but business now. Yeah. Once in a while, I'll throw out something cool with the fan band, but it's mostly business now because not everybody looks at it every day. It has to be something different every, every day. Like even today, I got a sponsor. Like, I don't even know. She said, I haven't been on Instagram, but I've seen that you had the sponsor. Can you sponsor my lashes? So I'm like, yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah. So we got three sponsors now, and I would shout, shout them out, but I don't know all the names yet, so I'm going to figure that out, eh? But the ladies now get some love. They got lashes. I didn't even know they do like. Did you know they do like um, lamination on their eyebrows now? Uh, we got a sponsor to do that. I don't know, man. I, whatever they want, you know, we want what the ladies want. So that's that's cool. But just trying to promote us, sir. That's all I'm trying to do. I, I you know me. I got a mouth. You gotta use it. You gotta, well, I guess I can't say it like that. I was gonna say it's real funny right now. I was gonna say I got a mouth. I gotta do something good with it. <laughs> I'm being nice right now. Yeah, I know. I no, I forget, say. forget, forget. <laughs> Shit, I set myself up a good one right there, dog. Um, it'll be, it'll be off, off the record. No, I already know. <laughs> so I already know. Promoting's been key. It's yeah. key, especially when the website's not cheap, dog. Mm-hmm. You gotta, it's got to make it back. It's an investment. It has to make it back somehow. So I think we're gonna be good, dog. I think it's gonna be real fun. I'm having fun doing it, though. It doesn't feel like work, honestly. Like all this to say, it doesn't feel like work. Everything's everything's real fun right now. That's what you want it to be. You know, you you, you do great. I mean, I have to compliment you because where you came from as a rapper, you know, Elmo. <sighs> yeah, Elmo local. Back in the day to now, I mean, you, I mean, you've every step of the way you tried different things and you've been kind of just been adjusting and modifying it. Mm-hmm. Now you're here, you know, and this is today. Tomorrow could be a little different. That's all, yeah. That's, that's the thing. You're willing. You're willing to do that. Where a lot of people don't like change, mm-hmm. or they're afraid. You know, I don't, man. I don't know because I'm kind of comfortable. At least I'm making this little change here. Mm-hmm. You got. You got to. You got to jump in the deep end. Hey dog, I'd rather be doing what I'm doing now than what I was doing four or five years ago in that cubicle. Yeah, that's yeah. no disrespect yeah. to that cubicle, yeah. but I wasn't. I wasn't happy, dude. I yeah. just wasn't happy. Just I knew. I know I'm not coaching now, but just doing what I'm at now, just I can still be that guy. Like, hey, let me show you what, what do you think this life's gonna bring you. Yeah. Just being that guy still, and still seeing my guys on campus. Hey, how you doing? Say, I can see their grades and show. Let me see your grades. All right, why aren't you doing this? I'll I'll go talk to your teacher, my guy. I want, I just want you to do well. That's how I want you to fit on my watch. That's my biggest thing. Like. I could still be that guy, you know what I mean, and still help these the next one out, the next generation. Right. Most kids see that, man. They they, they follow that because they're you know unfortunately there's not a lot of people that support support them. Mm-hmm. You know, even you know, there's some teachers that never did. You know, but it's people around. You know, you think about it when you were in school. You remember more campus security. Mm-hmm. You know, people like that. They kind of checked. Hey, where are you going? What are you doing? You know better than that. Mm-hmm. You know, where teachers like, mm, go ahead. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you need to do. You know, some coaches were good at that. But it just, you know, kids remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're at the age where in, 
high school where you know they're they're looking for direction they're looking for help mm-hmm. you know a lot of them are so it's and, good to do and you see them like ones who are trying to make who's thinking about doing business I'm like you could do it my guy yeah. nothing you can't do trust me I was always scared to make that big step and you could do it, bro, like 100%. It doesn't matter what you think. You could be YouTubing, whatever you think would hit. Try it out. And if you fucking don't fail, who cares? You tried it. No one can ever say you didn't try. And, and I think the one thing is, and uh, I don't know how much time we have. No, we're good, we're good, we're good. I think we, we talk about that even at, at my age. You know, uh, like, look, Freddie. He's starting his barbecue thing. Mm-hmm. You know, shout out to Big Fred. But, uh, and he was a little nervous, and it's like, hey, man. You know, that, that's one thing he likes about our circle is that everybody there is like, what you can do? Oh, cool. Let us know. What do you need help with? You know, and, and you guys are out there helping yeah, them too? Shit. We, we ain't looking for a freebie. That's one thing we, we established early. You know, and that's one thing I tell people. Hey, man, you talking to your boy Chuko there, goddammit. <laughs> Chuko, I'm going to holler at you. I love messing with that fool. <laughs> wait, uh, hey, wait till Monday. Uh, wait till Monday. Just... No, no, the one thing we always, or the one thing I always <laughs> talked about and, uh, even with yourself, even with like with Mark, with S and B. Shout out to S and B. Yeah, with them and uh, and Fred. It's like, hey man, you know the things that when I started looking at different people starting up, especially small stuff. You know, they always say hey, friends are friends are good. You know that they want to help out, but you asking me to give you a discount isn't helping me out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I go and that and it took me a minute. Go wait a minute. Oh, yeah, because I think growing up, everybody's hook me up, give me a hook up, give me a hookup. 100%. You know, and then, but I think it's different when you work for a corporation and somebody's working for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, a hookup is different. You know, hook, hook that person up, let them get on their feet because, you know, it's that you help them out and uh, later on you need something they're going to help you out. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what, you know, like I had to discuss, where we all talked to Fred about that. He's like, yeah, I go, with us, we don't trip off that, man. What do you need? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, you're selling this and it's this much yeah okay, don't worry about it here give them a little extra like you talked about earlier mm-hmm. it's always good to get a little bit extra even with Mark when I went to Larissa's um, daughter's birthday party mm-hmm. I was even telling them sharing ideas with them that I'm doing like yo put those S&B stickers put them everywhere whoever takes a picture of it tags you they get a little discount what's the well, yeah. that's, that's your name out there yeah. they're gonna see it. it just adds up that's kind of doing with the banner cost me a little fatty to get the banner but who cares? I put one up over here. I took it down. Fuck it. At least I got one. It's still a prime spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No one's touched it yet. Thank God. Now we get the stickers, and then now we get the business cards back. And if they see it, hey, you get into a raffle. You get everybody has a chance to win fifty dollars. Shout yeah. out to Deidre. Shout out to Deidre. <laughs> Chuko was like, "Oh, it's it to myself." <laughs> I was like, "We'll take it off your. We'll take off your final fee." I said, <laughs> <laughs> "Fucking Chuko, he's funny." Um, stuff like that, dude. And you know what I learned all that from? You can trip out. Wrestling, wrestling will do that back in the day. You take a picture, you put them on there, show them the picture, you get a little discount on your ticket. Jim yeah. Cornette showed me, I was like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me try it. And then I heard Mr. Thurman, have you seen like the Thurman Orthodontics? Mm-hmm. He's the one that gave me the idea that, or his office did. You take a picture of it, you get into a raffle free braces every yeah. month. Didn't know he was doing that too. I know a couple of my friends in there. Like, oh, that's such a good idea. All right, cool. Now the mailing list. I've got some man, dude. The mailing list grew. That little post I put on my EC3 page got like four more names, so it's like forty people. So those forty people have a chance to win hundred bucks at the end of the month, and it's a good give. Because we're not here without, especially small businesses. We're not shit without the people, bro. There's no way without the people, we're nothing. How are we supposed to get these gigs? Word of mouth is the 
biggest way I get gigs. That's what it used to be. I mean, nowadays corporations take over people with big money, but in the end, people would rather support small business. Mm-hmm. You know, especially I mean, we're lucky in Bakersfield because we have a lot of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into bigger cities and small businesses, they can't they can't do it. Yeah, they can't strive with the big they guys. They yeah. can't. All the mom and pop hamburger stands or restaurants you see here, you don't see them anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Not in bigger cities anyway. You know, yeah, in the smaller one here in the Valley, but you go that, you go up up down south or up north. And that's why cities. that's why I hope it doesn't kind of get like that with. With the field, man. Like, I want to hope we always keep that kind of small town mentality, I guess you could say, that like small town kinship. We're all just supporting each other. It's conservative, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always been that way. You got to mm-hmm. think how long did it take to get Walmart here, you know? Mm-hmm. Or the Rose Dow already built up. Because back mm-hmm. in the day, it was all just farmland, you know, mm-hmm. and industry out there. Remember that shit, dude? Yeah, so it's, I mean, we're getting get bigger. You know, I got a homie who lives in LA and he'll come down every now and then. He's from here. And one time he goes, You want to see how it got? Yeah. And I went for a ride. I was like, Ah, damn. He goes, Yeah, it's growing. I go, Yeah. I go, Well, probably, probably, it'll probably be after I'm gone. You know, we'll be connected to the five. Mm-hmm. You know, but not yet. You know. Um, real fast before we end, man. You know, remember when we went to Raleigh's dad's funeral? Mm-hmm. And I seen that, that, that man who was sitting with the family. I said, What's up, Theo? Um, he was an older man. I said, oh, That's my grandma's. Sister's husband. Mm-hmm. He was sitting with um, Raleigh's family because that was Raleigh's deal. Mm-hmm. He passed away recently. He passed away a couple of days mm-hmm. ago, man. So I just want to give a rest in peace to Matthew Louie. Um, rest in peace, Rosie. And Matthew Stanley, like I said, too. Prayers for Theo Stanley today, dude. Because I know we're talking about we're striving. Life's good. But sometimes life does hit. And I think we got to remember those, our family. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Because the ones, the ones that were here before us, they showed us the way. Mm-hmm. And I have a special memory with Dale Louie, Dale, Dale Stanley. Like it's especially my grandpa's brothers. Dude, I've always had like that. I'm I'm really glam. Like I guess it's a glamorized. Like I'm just really. I want to hang out with them. I want to see what they're oh, yeah. doing. You know what I mean? I want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like I connected to them. Like I, and they know I'm Raymond's grandson. You know, so it's like I love them a lot. And because my that's his brothers. You know, they're how long? Who who knows how long I'm gonna be lucky to spend time with them? So I hope um, they all pull through, man. Condolences to all the families that we do care about, and you know, life's crazy. Two thousand eight, hey, we're here. Two thousand twenty-one, though, baby. It's been rough the last two years, I said. Oh yes. God, man! Who would have thought, huh? We're in September already, too. God, man. dude, what the hell's going on? We're being locked up in our houses, like the what? Because we're still kind of locked up a little bit. I think it's. God. I'm afraid it's going to start trying to do that again. I mean, you know, it seems like it would more COVID cases. Yeah, yeah, man. And I'm not again. I'm not a vaccinated versus unvaccinated, but it's everybody be safe, dude. That, be safe. That's my thing. I mean, you know, it, you know, I, I do believe it's your choice, but same time. If you get vaccinated, cool. If you don't, cool. But don't don't look down on somebody that does or doesn't. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know, it's, it's their decision, you know, because, I don't know. It's, it, there's, a, there's a lot of questions out there. I mean, it's real, though. No, it it's is. It's fucking you. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. It's fucking real. You were good, though. You strong yeah. body and shit. But some people are, don't have that strong body, and it's scary, dude. Yeah, I was blessed because it really didn't. I mean, it was funny because when, when I called and they told me I was positive, the, the nurse was, she was, like, real somber, like, I'm so sorry. You know, I, I tell you, well, what's the matter? She goes, are you positive? And I was like, no, I'm good. Yeah. And she's like, oh, I go, yeah, I'm good. I go, I was sick last week. I'm good now. Mm-hmm. I go, I can breathe. I can do everything. I don't feel any body aches. And she's like, oh, I go, yeah. I go, no, I'm good. I go, you know, and I told her, I'm sorry. You have to do do the calling. Mm-hmm. I, I can imagine making that call because I'm sure there's some people that can't breathe. There's some people that are doing bad. 
you know, and I understood why she reacted that way because she's like, man, I got to tell him bad news. And I'm like, hey, trust me, I'm good. You don't have to worry about me. I'm straight. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's like, oh, okay, good, good. I'm glad to hear, you know, but it was a trip the way because I had to call and ask, hey, because uh, they, were, they were running behind. At that time, it was like, it was hot. It, it, they were testing a ton of people, so they weren't able to get back like they wanted. So I called, yeah, we got the results. Let me get you over to somebody. All right. And she got on and she sounded, she sounded really somber, real sad. And I was like, no, I'm good. Like the end of the world, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. And, I, and after that, it hit me. I was like, anytime I talk to anybody, because I got Kaiser, and talk to anybody there, I'm like, hey, take your time. I know you're busy. No, I ain't tripping. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't imagine working in that field at that time. Those people deserve praise. They do. I hope they, at the end of all this, we remember they kept that shit afloat. Like, imagine, dude. When it was at its peak, too, in the beginning, yeah. good God, we asked these people to go walk into this deadly disease. Yeah. God. They're telling us to stay home, and they're telling them, you know, they're telling them to run into the fire. Yeah, yeah. You here's know, your little, here, well, they stop you. Mask. This is your mask, and here's a letter saying yeah. you work for the hospital. Yeah. Come on, get this work. You yeah. Get your little bonus, too. Like, yeah. that, do you know? We'll see what happens, Alyssa. But, hey, man, episode 88, no, 98. Good God, I'm fucking up on the... That's why it's the SGS podcast. I'm not the Joe Rogan podcast yet, baby. Episode 98, my guy Gil. Thank you, so I love you, bro. I love you, too. Man, squeeze my hand so a little love, bit. It's oh, all good, my baby. Bad. I'm bad, my little fucking finger, dog. All right, EC3, The Gap of Genius, episode 98. We out.